With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Bradburn and the Wanderer returns. Jim Orr is back after a three-month hiatus. I think you said, Jim. How you doing? Afternoon, Laura. Good. Good to be back. Yes. yes. Good to be back. See, I think you took the. I took. I think you took the wise route because uh, we've been trying to fill the podcast all summer when there's not been much happening, and you've you've come in at the right time when there's actually a game to talk about, which I think is I mean, a good tactic. This was this was just, this was the chance. This this summer was your Celtic detox chance. You've all missed that. <laughs> no Champions League qualifiers. Relax, chill out. I mean, 
it's hard to get interested in these uh, meaningless friendlies and transfer gossip and stuff like that. So once the real action starts, that's that's when we're back in. Absolutely, and it has started, and we'll get to talking about that as soon as possible. First, I just want Mm -hmm. to say thank you to everybody for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe after watching this video or while you're watching the video. Um, It would really help us get out there. Um, See lots of you in the comments. Hail, hail to inverted wingback, a very apt name uh, for for you to bring up. Mm -hmm. Um, Jim, we'll start with generally, because you've not been on for a while, Um, how do you think the summer transfer business has gone? How do you think the squad is looking going into the new season, given that we still have a couple of weeks where we could make signings? Where do you think we're at with that that whole side of things? Good question. I've tried to catch up with that this morning. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're any stronger than when we finished last season. I don't see any kind of new people coming in who are going to be starters. Uh, I think it'll take a wee bit of time, as it does with any season. Uh, we've got a good squad now, uh, I don't think there's much between the top two in this league. So I think, again, it'll be down to fine margins, as it was last season. I mean, last season was such an exciting season. And I said that back in back in February, I think. You know, people mm. were saying, well, we don't want excitement, we want to win the league. But, you know, there's for me, there's not a lot of uh, achievement winning the league by 20 points or so. And, uh, you know, it would go a long way to, to beat how, how good last season was and how exciting last season was. So, so they've certainly strengthened across the city, uh, as I said, I don't see anyone who's coming in who's going to be a first-team starter. Uh, okay start to the season. Uh, last Saturday, Aberdeen were poor. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think... What I'd like to see is other teams getting better. I thought Dundee United were fantastic last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they can keep that going for the season because, you know, Hibs were awful last year. Aberdeen were awful last year. So we're looking for teams to be a bit better, to put them in more of a, more of a challenge. In terms of what we've done... I've signed a centre-back. Uh, don't know. We've spent the guts of £4 million almost and a, and a left-back from Argentina. Yeah. I find that a wee bit weird in terms of... I mean, I have no idea how, how transfers work, but you know, if you've got £4 million to spend and you went to Argentina to buy someone, I mean, what's the kind of logic behind that? Are we saying that there's, there's not somebody in Europe or somebody in the UK who, who's better than, than the guy? And, and until he starts playing, you don't know. And then he might be fine to have to shift Greg Taylor after the way he played mm. last week. Great game last week. So, but brought in somebody who looks a bit like Greg Taylor in terms of stature. I mean, one of the things I said last season, I think we're quite a small team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I'd rather we went for a kind of bigger left back um, in terms of, as I've said before, somebody who can help defend set pieces and, and be a threat at the other end of the park. So, I think we're kind of small. Even, you know, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Starfield, they're not that Welsh. They're not that tall, you know, so I think we might struggle against some of the bigger, more physical teams. Uh, but, the goalkeeper Sigrist I've liked him over the past few years uh, getting Carter Vickers and Yota I was really surprised I thought we'd get one of them I didn't think we'd get both so I think that's a a statement of intent by Michael Nicholson that he's done really well I mean when we don't talk about Michael Nicholson that means he's doing a good job mm. I think we've spent a fair bit of money uh, I think the debate the other day was about how much the Champions League tickets <laughs> Package is going to be so they better be sensible about that. I think there'll be a bit of a backlash if they start charging us too much for that. So we've got the money there. We've, we've bought well. Angie's been fantastic. I mean, uh, this time last season, with you know, he was getting mocked right, left, and centre. You know, the media were mocking them, opposition fans, some of our own fans were mocking them. We off to a bad start, and you know, after that, you know, he was, he was fantastic. So kind of. I just hope no matter what happens this season, whether we have a good, bad or indifferent season, that fans don't get on his back. Because the big chap has been 
it's been phenomenal. And uh, I think any comments we make about you know whether we think this guy's good, bad, or indifferent, I think uh, we've always got to trust in and he knows what he's doing. Maybe we're just we're just punters who who've given our tuppence worth. You know? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think it'll be a close season again. I think it'll be I think it'll be fine margins again. Uh, good thing about this being on, being on a podcast is. Paul John Dykes has said before is that if you say something on here, people are going to dig it up. Even if it was a year ago or two years ago or three years ago, they say, you said that, you're a clown. Yeah. And, and somebody dug up a, a clip, of, told me about a clip I we were on about, I think it was March 21, just after Neil Lennon got sacked. And I said we won the league this year. Uh, and my logic was about the fact that they had such an extraordinary season and I reckon they wouldn't have that. In the same way that our invincible season, we ended up I think, with 100 and six points and end up with 84 the next season. And I didn't think they would go that far down. I said at the time, I said, they'll get about 90 points, basically. And I thought we had such an extraordinarily bad season. I thought we'll get 90 points this year as well, maybe 91, we'll just, we'll just pick them. And they ended up with 89 compared to my 90. So I was pretty... So I kind of know what I'm talking about. You know, people can say, oh, guys, rubbish, you know. So did I clip out when I arrived 18 months, 15 months before the season started. I said, we'd win, we'd win the league. And the 93 points we got last season, so... I think at the start of the season, I always kind of look at what I'd call the three Ds, derbies, defeats and draws. So mm. what would be acceptable at the start of a season when you look forward? To, as a Celtic fan, you always say, well, we want to win everything, we want to do well in Europe, blah, blah, blah. But what's acceptable? You know, if you look at last season in the derby games, we won two, we lost one, we drew one. Is that acceptable this season? For me, yeah, that's fairly acceptable. Defeats, we only lost two other games and lost them right at the start of the season, which was phenomenal. You imagine now, that's your only two defeats out with the derbies, and that's your only two defeats right at the start of last season. Would you accept that? In a heartbeat, I'd accept that. In fact, I'd accept three defeats, you know, mm. over the course of a season. Uh, Kilmarnock are back up. That, that's, that's a tougher game. You've got to Petrodi, Easter Road, Tynecastle, stuff like that. You've got, you've got to lose some games. Five draws last season. I think that's one too many. I'd go with four draws. So if you say the derbies, same as last year, one more defeat, one more draw, gets you 92 points. I think 92 points is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a fair target. If we get 92 points and we don't win the league, hey-ho. You know? yeah. and, and, and I think uh, we won the league, I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying things I've said before, is that you win the league because of two things. What you do, what's within your control, put points on the board, and what your main rival or rivals do. It's actually with your control, how many points they put on the board. And they were sloppy last year. They were really, really sloppy last year. And uh, I think if you were supporting them, you'd be saying that you chopped the league last year. The number of games that they chopped in terms of points, and we never. Mm-hmm. And that was a really that was that was that was phenomenal. You know, no point uh, in the second half of any game did we, did we then drop any points. You know that's phenomenal. Yeah, I remember. I remember Ange saying uh, when we had that poor start where I think we lost the first three away games and. Like we did really poorly, I think the first seven games, and he made some comment about we're basically not going to have to not slip up between now and the end of the season, and we didn't, like you say. Phenomenal, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Because I mean, they did games that you know, Ross County was like an obvious one. That was the best. I mean, if I look back in last season, and it's such a brilliant season, such a brilliant season. I mean, I'm not one for getting a DVD of the season, but certainly I would get the DVD of last season. Because you couldn't have script it. I mean, it was so, you know, such a bad start and the big chaps getting, getting pelters from everywhere. And you just bit by bit, they, they kind of get it back. And then come to Christmas, we had that. I mean, everyone was getting injured and getting COVID. And was it St Mirren game? We'd be 
Moffat was playing and Mikey Johnson and then and the, actually the, the biggest thing last year was get the winter break moved. It was the right mm-hmm. thing to do. But if we hadn't got the winter break moved, we'll get into the first into that Glasgow Derby with you know, Moffat and Dawson and and being in goals and we and we'd have certainly lost that game. So that was that was significant in terms of the winter break move. And then once we got over that, they start being sloppy, they start dropping points to Aberdeen and and, and in, in Ross County, in the Ross County game, the, the, that Dundee United Saturday—that's that, my—that's my—that's my favourite Saturday of last season because I did. My car was in getting fixed. My wife was using another car, so I thought I'll get a supporters' bus. The closest one to me is Kings Park CSC, so they know what the beach would. So I contacted them and said, "No, nah, no bother, come over here." So I watched the first half of the Ross County game. They won in two-one. And mm-hmm. you think, "Oh, why? Ooh, they could be dropping some points today." So by the time I walk over to the beach, where it's two each. And then by the time we go on the bus, the bus could be losing 3-2 and you think, oh, here we go again, they've, they've come back again, here we go. And then getting off the bus at Celtic Park, it's like, it's like the fourth minute of injury time, it's still 3-2 and you're thinking, nah, that's a shame. I go up to London Road and then all you hear is all these car horns. <laughs> and all the, all the fists are going up and you know it's the each and you think, what a chance we've got today. And then you go in and what a buzz there was, as Paul McStavis, what, what a buzz about the place there was that, that, that day. And then we were rubbish. <laughs> Yeah, we're rubbish, yeah. and then and then Beaton gets sent off. Where was that? Fifteen, twenty minutes to go or something. And you thought we're going to lose this. We're going to lose this <laughs> game. And then and then the big chap puts a badder through the middle, and they've got these two giant centre halves. You think, yeah. what are you doing, big chap? And Yota puts the ball over, and both of them miss it. A badder, left foot control, right foot goal, and then Bedlam, and he's running towards the end. I'm at, and you're thinking, we've got a chance here. And you get back to the bus, and I usually go to the game myself. Billy no mates. So, 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 so going back in the supporters bus and it was just bedlam. You know, you'd have thought the, the floor was going to cave in and that was the day you thought, I think we can do this. Yeah. That's my highlight of last season. That, that was great. And then, I think the next game was the, the Glasgow Derby 3 game and then, once we got, and it, it was like kind of, it was like, it was, it was like an, an athlete where you're running a race you know, mm-hmm. you're rubbish at the start and then you get better and better and then you go in that last bend and you get your nose in front and then you never look back. And it was such a such a brilliant season. It's great. Yeah, a bit of a, a bit of an Ailish McColgan run if you want to put it that way. That a was guys uh, McColgan. That's that that's who he yeah. was. So, so yeah, it was that was yeah, that was some night the other night as well. No, that was actually I was saying to Paul the other the last last week when we were on together, that was my favourite memory. I have a very vivid memory of I was watching it in my kitchen not in my kitchen, but in my mum and dad's kitchen and I had my headphones in. And uh, was kind of stomping about the kitchen because Beaton had been sent off, and I was trying to make my dinner and not very happy about the whole situation. And then gave everybody the fright of their life because I jumped out my skin when I bad I put it in. So that that mm. is a memory that sticks for me as well. But um, it'll be great if we get more moments like that this season. Maybe less stressful, but uh, hopefully so. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian Stone says, "Welcome back, Jim." Thank you, Adrian Stone. Thank you, Adrian yeah. Stone. Yeah. Marcus Mark says, Hi, Laura, good to have you back, Jim. Axom's Gandalf. I don't know what that... No idea what that means, because that's sometimes like a young kid type thing. I don't know what <laughs> Gandalf means. Old guy, old boring guy, old negative boring guy. <laughs> uh, glamorous mean... old boring guy. I think it means you're a wizard of some description. A so wizard? Leave it there. All right. I'll um, take that. I'll take the Gandalf. Um, but I'm Googling it as you speak. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting, you've you brought up a couple of points there that I, I thought would be good to go into in more detail. Now, listen, I know you'll probably tell me 
it's not worth talking about or something it's not like worth that. About. Um, it's not worth talking about. But, well, what are you going we'll, to say? It's not worth talking about. We'll, go, we'll, go we'll, there. Try, we'll try anyway. You talked about, you know, the fact that there was a bit of a cat and mouse going on last season with the, the way the games went and sometimes Rangers would have a game before us, sometimes we would have a game after. And the news came through the other night that, that our game against Hearts has obviously been postponed to the Sunday in a few weeks' time. Um, and I was trying to do my my Alan uh, stats bit and trying to figure out... I think like, see Alan Partridge there. No, my Alison Morrison stats but Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty much Alan Partridge the rest of the time. But I was trying to do a bit of like investigation into how that was affecting us the first sort of five or six match weeks of the season. And I think I've figured out that, you know, we're playing on a Sunday something like four four out of the five first match weeks, whereas Rangers are playing on the Saturday pretty much every match week for the first five weeks. Do you think that makes a big difference in terms of, you know, momentum and building a lead or anything like that? Or is it a case of, as you said before, just kind of getting on with it? Just going with it to win the games. I mean, I think... Uh... I don't like it when games are moved for TV. I can understand the Hearts game because they're involved in Europe. And, and long may that continue. Long may the, kind of, uh, the other teams in Scotland do well in Europe. Because it's great. I mean, love watching the game last night. It looked like a great atmosphere at Sanadise. Love Hearts to do well. Love them all to do well because they've been rubbish for so long. Mm. All teams, and I suppose we've been rubbish as well at times. But, but, but that's, that's great to see because for people of my generation who can remember Dundee United when they were a force in Europe, never mind a force in Scotland, when Aberdeen were a force in Europe. That made a competitive league. And if you've got a competitive league and you win a competitive league, for, for me, that's a big achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we're, we've got the two biggest teams in Scotland who've got the most money, so they should, they should, it should be either one that's, that's, that's going to win the league. And that's why, I think I said this before again, talking about winning nine in a row. I mean, Jock Steen's nine in a row, that was the real nine in a row. Because the other two nine in a row were kind of bought. You know, they were the biggest teams financially, therefore it was easier, easier to buy. I mean, great achievements, don't get me wrong, great achievements, nine in a row, that's great, but they were the biggest, strongest, richest teams in the league, whereas back in the 60s and 70s, it was more level. You know, mm-hmm. the players of, of, of all the clubs were paid pretty similar wages, etc. You know, so, and there was competition there, Coman were a good team, Dunfermline were a good team, etc., etc. So I'm off at tangent here. This is quite good, because Tony's not here, because I can just talk rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy a wardrobe. I'm the new Tony Haggerty. I need to buy a new wardrobe and stick it behind me. Uh, but no, I don't mind games being moved uh, because of that. I hate games getting moved for TV and I thought it was a nonsense last week. Uh, Celtic the Champions, it was flag day. 60,000 people there are inconvenienced by moving a game to a Sunday. Not just a Sunday, half past four and a Sunday. Yeah. And the club should have done something about that. club should have done something about that because they... Uh, you know, there's a game at Tony Macaroni at lunchtime on the Saturday because they had a Champions League game and she that's that's not to be us. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so so sixty thousand are getting inconvenience because of someone else. You know, and if they wanted to play on the Saturday, they could have played that game at half five in the Tony Macaroni. But yeah. no, sixty thousand, almost sixty thousand Celtic fans have been inconvenienced having the game at half past four on a Sunday. I think that's an absolute scandal. Uh, and uh, in terms of the question, sorry, uh, you know, Ange is one of these guys, doesn't really matter. I mean, they point a Saturday and drop points, there's your incentive. Mm-hmm. You know? And and it's all, what, it's all what we do. As I said five minutes ago, if we do what we do, then 
whatever happens, happens. And that's that, that's what was really good about last season. Maybe we I think was so single-minded in everything that he did. You know, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Just keep on doing this. Make the players the best they can be and do what we can. And that was that was really successful. Um, mm-hmm. But even with that, again, as I said, I, I don't think there's much between the teams because they were remarkably consistent last year. And I think Europe caught up with them. Mm-hmm. I think when they started losing Morelos and, and, and Hadji and people like that. You know, I think Morelos and Hadji, if they'd have played in the final, they'd have won it. You yeah. know, so... You know, luck plays a big part as well. I think we had a wee dip of form at the start of the season. They had a real dip maybe in the third quarter of the season and there wasn't much in it at the end of the day. So uh, I don't see that being a big thing. I mean, if, obviously, if they drop points, big incentive for us uh, and vice versa. But I, I kind of, I was annoyed last week at the half past four kickoff because just just ridiculous time to have a game of football. Ridiculous. And I think, I understand Sky have got the contract and we have to kind of dance to their tune. But I think there are certain representations the club have to make. It's okay for me. I'll have a 15 minutes from Celtic Park. But if you're coming from from Ireland or, you know, the North Scotland or England or stuff like that, half past four on a Sunday, I think the club have to stand up and say, you know, we're happy to switch the games around, but we're not playing half past four on a Sunday. Forget it. Lunchtime, okay. That kind of push, and then and then you've got the situation where nobody's covering the game TV wise. This tomorrow's game, isn't it? Tomorrow three mm-hmm. o'clock again. Mm-hmm. Nobody's covering. It. You think how bonkers is that? I mean, how, how kind of how how amateurish is that? I mean, yeah, I would I, I would get. I mean, I would obviously if it was on pay per view, I would get it. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine, I don't know, twenty thousand select fans, fifteen quid, three hundred grand. There's this is three hundred grand. Something could make. Yeah, why aren't they yeah. doing it? Why aren't they doing it? So again. Who's who's uh, doing something for the fans? And I mentioned the other this Champions League package better not be astronomical again because you don't want to mess the fans about. It. And I read something on Twitter about the Kerry Dale suites now not open to certain fans stuff like that. So I think they're you know wee bits I'm not happy with. And certainly yeah. uh, games this Sunday are just awful. Uh, obviously I'm a traditionalist. I'm going to great to games at three o'clock on a Saturday. I understand TV you need to move games about. Okay, but but I'm not taking the Mickey playing games at half past four on a Sunday. And yeah. those poor Aberdeen fans, both of them, who had to, you know, travel back up the road whenever they, and there was no trains and what have you, you know. So, you know, anyway, I don't think it makes a difference. To answer the question, I don't think it makes a difference, no. No, I'm, I'm hoping it won't. It was just a, it was just an interesting uh, thing to, to observe and uh, somebody who was a bit more cynical than, than I, you or I might might have seen something in it, which obviously isn't there. But um... I think everyone reads too much into everything. You know, I mean, you can have... People have too much time in their hands. You know, <laughs> I certainly do. I do. <laughs> there's, there's, there's much better things you can do, like go and watch Bender like Bertie. You can go and do that. That's a good thing to do. But people pour <laughs> over things. I mean, I watched it. I mean, I watched, I watched the game to the Tony Macaroni. The Livingston player should have been sent off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a goal that was that was that was onside, level at best. They lost a daft penalty the other night. You know, if you, if you start pouring over everything, then things kind of even themselves out over time. I know that some of the stats didn't even themselves out, and you can be a wee bit cynical at times, but I think you can pour over the minutiae stuff, and it's not really there. And if you start doing that, then expect things to go the other way when people start looking at things that happened to your team. And I thought, you know, you know, if you're a cynic, you can look back and say, oh, that Celtic get the winter break move, didn't they? Mm, that's one yeah, of the Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was, as I said, that was the most significant thing that happened 
last year. It was the right thing to do because you want fans at the game. But if that was maybe, again, if it switched it around and we lost the league, and think, oh, they should have kept that until the way it was. That's ridiculous, you know. So I don't read too many things into this stuff. Things happen. I mean, you could have... I remember last season, the first the first batch of games, we'd be like the most the hardest fixtures you could get. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think in the second quarter of this season, it's the same. So do you see why oh, it's terrible? <laughs> yeah, it can even itself. You have to play these games when you have to play them. And we should yeah. be good enough. You should be good yeah. enough to, to take care of most games. And as I said at the start, what's acceptable? A few defeats, a few draws, and, and coming out the derbies on top. That'll do us this season. And then we've got Hopefully. Europe as well to come as well. That'll be good as well. So, yeah, it's looking forward to the season. Good start last week. And, yeah, off we go. Well, well, we'll talk We'll talk a bit about last week uh, in a second. But uh, John Lyons has obviously been spending his time better than me. says he went to see Ben Deliberti recently. John Lyons, a he's the guy. Wonderful show. It was a wonderful <laughs> show. I mean, uh, the genius that is uh, Des McLean playing Bertie Old every night, uh, that was the month of May for me. I was talking about doing doing no kind of Celtic stuff, but mm-hmm. couple of weeks of here, so then three weeks on the road. I mean, I'm a this is a hobby for me. So to be on the road and going to you know Aberdeen and Inverness and Dunoon and, and, and Motherwell, we go to Motherwell and Bertie's family are there. Robert, his son, and mm-hmm. wife Susan, and, 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 his, and his grandkids, and they're all in tears. <laughs> they're all in tears, and because uh, it was good, not bad, it was good, and. Uh, and then uh, Robert comes down afterwards to meet the cast, etc. And then the next day, he contacts Des to say that uh, his mum would like to give Des Bertie's lesbian lines jacket. Wow. Just imagine getting Bertie Hall's lesbian lines jacket. And uh, that was a highlight too. And uh, all the pictures you saw of Bertie in the past few years, made mm-hmm. lesbian lines jacket with a big yellow... I was I was going to say, if you were in any doubt, if he had such a thing, you saw him in it constantly. Yeah. And... Uh, and it's funny, the, the, the kind of wee things, because uh, Robert, his son, talked about his dad had a favourite pen and it always leaked. And he was telling his dad, because Bertie always used this pen, he refused to change this pen and it leaked. So the inside of the jacket has got these ink stains. So it's a genuine <laughs> Bertie old lesbian lines jacket, you know. So, so we're back in February at the pavilion. So there's your, there's your Christmas presents. Uh, the person that posted that last one there, there's your Christmas presents. There, start of February, Ben uh, and Bertie at the pavilion. So... I may yeah. just I may just need to to do it this time because I'm afraid if I don't go this time it'll be the the final run because you've done a few runs now. But um, ah, we'll give yeah. a wee rest after this. Yeah, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it went down really well. And uh, I, think the, I think the best comment was from Bertie's granddaughter Tina, who said it was insane in a good way, huh. a good way, because it is insane and and there's a lot more Bertie in it than what it was when we did it. Last yeah. September, I think it was. So uh, yeah, it was loads of fun, loads of fun. So that was my that was part of my summer before I went globe trotting. Yeah, so that was excellent. And I became and I became Natasha Miko. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who's not aware, we've we get we've had a bit of a competition going on over the summer to be what has now become termed the Meekler of the month, which Jim firmly won for last month with his travels to America. Uh, that lassie's never, never, never two weeks on holiday. That lassie. So uh, <laughs> I got to be the Meekler of the month. So next year, next this month, I'm going for the most glamorous Axon presenter. I think uh, I'll contribute So I need uh, the Natasha wig from uh, Paul John's wig store, and I'll be. I'll be right I don't know. I think you'll have some competition for that, Jim. I think we've got some pretty glamorous, uh, glamorous presenters. But uh... who? 
Who? Come on. Who? <laughs> who are they? Name no, names. No me. No me. Tony's not here anymore, so you can. So, so he's out. Basically, he was. He was, he was a favourite. Reggie Cray, hairstyle. He was a favourite, so he he's out. So, so the so 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 the field's wide open. Just get one Natasha wigging them in there. We shall see. Get your votes in the comments for that one. Um, that's, uh, that's today's competition, kids. Is <laughs> right call us on oh eight hundred. <laughs> Or on the back of a postcard, they used to say. Um, I vote for Kevin Graham. There you go. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, so we'll get to back to talking about um, a bit of the football for a change. Um, Football's good. Aberdeen was the, the curtain raiser for us on Saturday. Um, I have to say, I watched it and thought it was quite an enjoyable game. I think I thought we were wasteful with our chances, but I thought the football I watched, I enjoyed watching. As the week's gone on, the reviews of it, I think, have got steadily more negative because I think the narrative has switched a little to the fact we were so wasteful. Um, you were there, obviously. What did you What did you make of the performance? Was it Was it encouraging for you, or was there stuff there to be concerned about? First game of the season, chill, just just just, just chill. I thought we were we were nice to watch in the first half. Lots of nice passing with not much penetration uh, up front. Uh, Second half, a bit more direct, uh, putting them on the back foot. But they're poor. Aberdeen are poor. I mean, I think we, if we if we if we take our chances, we win, we win another five or six. I think what's, what's, what's good about this season compared to last season is this time last year we came off the back of a horrendous season. So teams like you know the St Mirrens and St Johnson this world coming to Celtic Park thinking we can maybe nick a point. Whereas teams are coming out thinking, I hope we don't get it doing. I hope we don't lose <laughs> five or six. And Aberdeen were just... I mean, whether they just sat back and were just awful. I mean, they did a wee 10, 15 minute spell where, where they came out to play a wee bit. But they didn't want to do it. And when we scored in the what, third minute, you're thinking, here we go, five or six again. And that's what they must have been thinking. So I thought we could have been a wee bit better in the final third in the first half. Uh, we were much better in terms of our play in the second half. Could, should have scored a few more goals. It's the first game of the season, clean sheet. Couple of good goals, great goal by Yota. We move on to the next game. Don't, don't get. I mean, I think any season takes a few games to kind of settle down. Let's see where we are after you know seven, eight, nine games. Uh, we'll have a better idea where we are. But I think uh, we should we should chill out. I think you can, you can overanalyze these things, and we live in an age where everything is overanalyzed. Mm. So you know, so yeah, we, we, with most of the ball as usual, with most of the chances, we should have won by more. We didn't, you know, so. If we won five or six nothing, that'd have been maybe a, a more fair deflection. We didn't. We won two nothing. That's fine. Move on to the next game, uh, and there'll be harder games to come. And as I said earlier, I, I just hope these other teams get a bit better. You know, I hope Aberdeen get a bit better because that's what you want competition. I mean, they, they should be vying for third. Last year, mm-hmm. they were tenth. They were. Yeah. Hibs in the same boat. So you want these teams to be good. I like to see you know Hearts winning, Hibs winning, Aberdeen winning. Keeping it going, no, I'd, I'd love to see. I mean, as long as Celtic are, are there, thereabouts, I'd love to see a you know Hibs or Hearts on top of the league after you know nine or ten games. As long as we are still in there, because because the competition is good. As long as we end up winning, but that yeah. makes it exciting, and that's what you want because you know that's the so way. I don't want to sound like all the yesterdays here, but that's the way it kind of used to be. You know, eighties, it was just dead exciting, and that's what's great about last season. It was just dead exciting. So, uh, what was the question? I have a I we did more enough to win the game. I don't see why people are negative. During the game, that's the thing. It's, it's, 
Watching a game during the 90 minutes, you've got a different perception of after the game when everything's all kind of settled down and you think yeah. that was a lot easier than, than we thought. Jota's goal you know, was in the last 15 minutes or so. So, as I've said before, until you get that second goal, you're still in that kind of endurance zone. You know, wait until the second goal goes in and then you think, okay, that should be us now. And if you get a third goal, then it's an enjoyment time. You can, you can kind of sit back. And, and you look, because it's so tight, you know, you need that second goal in any game. Otherwise, the nerves start to kick. If we didn't score the goal, then go into the last 10 minutes and maybe a, a corner, a free kick, something like that, and who knows. And and as I said 10 minutes ago, we've we've not been sloppy. No. We haven't dropped points in the last, you know, once we go in front, if we're in front at half time, we win the game. Mm-hmm. I think as well, the, the, one of the strange arguments I've heard from some people is, Talking about that second goal, or well, you know, if we didn't have something special like that from Jota, then you know, where would we be? It might have been a different story. But my response to that is, you know, that's why we bought him, that's why we paid the money because he can do things like that. If Yakimaki scores, if Jota's a bit more calm, we won the village, if Chad Kyogo, if, 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 it doesn't matter. That's that was the score. We won, we won two nothing, so you move on to the next game. And these will be hardly, I think mean, Ross County will give us a much harder game tomorrow than we got. Uh, Against Aberdeen, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I we just have to have to kind of chill. And uh, before we get too wound up about things, you need to wait to maybe nine. I mean, if you think last season, six games in, people were saying, "Get rid of the big chap. He's no plan B. He's an idiot." Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So look how that turned out. So I think you have to you have to wait to things kind of settle down, see who comes in, and you know, you talked about the signs. I didn't mention it. Is it Mui or Mui? How do you pronounce his name? Uh, Moy, I think that's how I've seen it anyway. But yeah, Moy, okay. Which is The guy Moy, people are saying, oh, he's not good enough. Blah blah. He's not kicked a ball. Actually, yeah, competitive balls. But he's kicked a few competitive balls. And let's see how he, he kind of pans out. He may be a great player. Who knows? So I think we need to chill. Let's see how things go. I think I think my my kind of mantra for this season is don't drop sloppy points. Yeah, you didn't do it last year. Don't do it again this year. And if you don't, if you, if you don't drop sloppy points, and you come out the derbies. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. No worse than level. That should be enough. 
you know, let, let them drop the sloppy points. You know, so hopefully that's what turn it again. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, that will be the 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 start of building a good season, like you say, is if we just keep keep things tight. And also, the butting in, Lord, that that yeah. their defence was so so good last season. Yeah, will it be that good again? Chances are not. You know, and that's when I get back to things like you know, if you have an extraordinary season one season, you're not going to have that next season. You know, and things went so well for us last season. Do you think <laughs> will that happen again? Chances of the mate, yeah. mate, no, and and they were so good last. I mean, Catherine Vickers was just outstanding last season. Yorta mm-hmm. was outstanding. Kyogo, Yakimakis coming in and playing half a season, outstanding. You know, will they reach a badder? You know, will they reach those levels again? Hopefully so, but it wouldn't surprise you if they didn't. So hopefully, there's other guys who can who can come in and and do a job. I hope that James Forrest comes back this season because mm-hmm. I like wingers like James Forrest, and if you Yakimakis up front. He needs good service, you know, and I think uh, Yota gives him that. I think Maeda, to me, doesn't give him that. Mm-hmm. Maeda's got good qualities, but putting a ball over is not. And, uh, I like, I like, I mean, when it comes to the SPFL, I'd, I'd rather have uh, Tony Rolson playing. I think maybe mm-hmm. Juranovic is not likely a, a better technical player, but I think <coughs> the SPFL, for me, Rolson all day long. I think he starts last year, number of goals, number of assists. I think it, and the quality of opposition you're playing, I think that, that, that's. And, that, that's ideal for Tony Rolson. If you play a badder, you have to play Rolson because a badder doesn't beat anyone. A badder, he gets the ball and he waits for Tony. I'll pass to Tony and he crosses the ball. So I still think we need maybe one or two new signs to come in who are going to be first team regulars. Mm-hmm. I don't see, at the moment, I think the first team kind of picks itself. Yeah. You know, kind of picks itself uh, subject to injuries. You know, I think if once, once staff feels fit, he comes back in for. For Welsh, uh, whether the new Argentinian is going to dislodge Taylor, I don't know. I think that Hitati, O'Reilly, McGregor, triumphant in the middle of the park. Yota always plays. You're going to toss up between Kyogo and Yakimakis, and then maybe that, that wide position is the ones. I'd, I'd love to see the big man being able to accommodate Yakimakis and Kyogo. Yeah. Because I'd like to see how that would work. And obviously, if you, if you do that, then that changes the shape of the whole team. And therefore, you know, do you go three at the back? Do you. You know, you do a kind of a C one, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so I'd like to see that some game to see how it goes because uh, it must be frustrating for everyone's not playing. Yeah, because Yakimakis yeah, yeah, that last half of the season he was outstanding, and I think and Kyogo yeah. as well is one of those players where, unfortunately for me, you can kind of tell if he's on a game or if he's not uh, pretty soon into the game, and I think on against Aberdeen on Sunday for me he was you know working as hard as he ever works but things just weren't coming off for him yeah they've obviously both had different qualities in terms of Kyogo's pace getting behind people and Yakimakis' physicality uh, and I think they would maybe complement each other mm-hmm. uh, and, and they're two good goal scorers and, and again if you go back to the you know in the 70s and 80s you'd always play maybe two maybe three forwards goal scorers and you know, I'd like to get back to it. It'd just be good to see them play two up front. And uh, I think there must be, I think any any home game in the league against maybe one of the, one of the lesser lights, you know, maybe maybe that's the game to have a, to, to have a, have a go, see if it works. Uh, because it must be terribly frustrating for either one. Because Yakimakis could have done no more in that second half of the season. And he's one mm-hmm. of the main reasons we won the league. And, uh, and, and he's been sub. And they'll get to a point, if I'm, Yakimakis, I'm thinking, well, I'm not getting a game here. 
So maybe it's time for me, maybe look elsewhere. So you have to try and, I know Ange said during the week, it's not his job to keep everyone happy. But you don't want to lose mm-hmm. players at some point because they're not getting a game. And I understand it's a squad game and, and all that kind of stuff. But I think it'd be just be, just be dead exciting to have to have the two of them up front. And, and you have to, if you have to tweak the system to try and accommodate that, then try it at least once and see how it goes. And you never know because it may, be, it, may, it may work really well when all of a sudden we've got this new... Because Ange talked about trying to mix things up and maybe change things. If people think we know how we play well, we'll do something different. Well, that would be something different. And I'm sure that... I'm not, telling, I'm not saying anything. Ange doesn't know himself. Of course he knows himself. But uh, from, a, from a fan's point of view, it would be, be dead exciting to see a two of them up front. And I think you can be a bit more risky, take more risks at home. Especially domestically as well, I think. Ah, you know. I mean, Europe will be a different kettle of fish altogether. But I think uh, certainly home games against you know the St Mirrens and the Livingstons of this world, no disrespect to them, but in terms of home games against them, we're going to have 75% of the ball. You know, do you need to flood the midfield for those again? Not really. So, anyway, I've said my piece about, about that. <laughs> a bad is a, a, a one that I actually thought was an interesting one to bring out because, as you said, he had a, quite a good season last season. One of our favourite moments, as we talked about earlier, um, was the goal against Dundee United. And he did, especially when he first came to the club, seem to you know, explode onto the scene with a few goals and and was a reliable member of the team. He's come out today or, or certainly yesterday been talking to the press about the fact that, you know, he's he's obviously, you know, missing the influence of near beat on from last season. Do you think that will have a big impact on, you know, what we see from him this season or is it one of those cases where he's 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 probably just get got to go on with it, I would say? I think Abada's an interesting one. Uh Again, without a badass contribution last year, we don't win the league. Mm. You know, so, so it's a huge contribution to make. Uh, uh, I said some things last season, and, 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 and people th- thought I was saying something I wasn't saying. I think I think he's a, he's he's a good player, but he's not a winger. You know, and that's why I said mm-hmm. earlier that if you want to play a winger, to me, a winger's got good close control and can cross a good ball, and and, that, and that's not a badder for me. A badder's has got an eye for a goal. And, and and he's got a nippy kind of player, and and that was his contribution last season. And as I said earlier, that he had such a fantastic season last season. Mm-hmm. Do I think it will be as good this season? Chances are it won't. You know, and and I saw some during the summer when I was checking Twitter. Occasionally there was like some talk about a badder getting sold, maybe a Juranovic getting sold, whatever. I think it's an optimum time to sell players. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, I think if we did get a silly offer for. A badder, I don't know, fifteen million something like that. Then I'd have probably sold them because I think that's a lot. That's that's good money for somebody who's hopefully, hopefully he hasn't peaked. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be negative. I just think that it's such a great season. Can you follow that? You know, I think I think Yota can follow that. Mm-hmm. Carter Vickers, I think, can follow that. A badder, I'm not so sure. Uh, I'd like to see him play this season because uh, he hasn't featured. You know, he was a sub last week. Came on last week, so. Having such a good squad, such a big squad now, means that certain players aren't going to get a lot of game time and they're going to get fed up. And I think that also affects your confidence if you're mm-hmm. not playing on a regular basis. You know, so so Abada was fantastic last season. I hope he's fantastic again this season. Uh, but as I said earlier, I think at the moment the team, I think the team picks itself at the moment. And in my opinion, I don't think Abada makes the first 11. So he's going to be a sub. So when he, when he comes on, he has to make an impact to try and force as well. For, for, for my first eleven, he has to make an impact to get into that team. So, so it's a big season for him. 
and, and, you know, fantastic first season, that difficult second season where can you go again? Can you do it again? Hopefully mm-hmm. you can. They think he was named and you know, whatever was it was, the top 30, 40 players under 21 or something in Europe, something like that. So he's certainly, he's certainly well thought of. He made his debut for the international team and scored again. He's a great eye for a goal. Yeah. So I hope he does well this season. Uh, but he wouldn't make my my starting eleven. Uh, so, but yeah, hope he does well. Yeah, hope he does well. Yeah. And I, Beaton was a big factor. I think if you have somebody like that, it's good. And I, I was I was sad to see Beaton go and sad to see Roger go because I do think you need experience. I think I said there was a game. Oh, it was about I don't know ten, twelve games to go. We put St. Mirren, I think it was. And Ange brought on Rogic and Beaton and Forrest. I think I was mm-hmm. on the podcast just after that. I said that's I think that's the three guys who'll get us over the line because of the experience. And there was like whether however many hundreds of games they played was about a thousand games between them, sort of thing. Because I think you do need that experience. I think that's one of the things when I looked across the city, I watched a game the other night and they put three new guys up front. Mm-hmm. And unless you had the ground running with three new players, they might struggle. Because you want somebody with a bit of experience here. And I was quite surprised he didn't play other players that they've got, mm-hmm. you know, and I think what's good about this season is all of our team have experienced last season. Yeah. They've won yeah. the league, they've came from behind, they've had tough patches, they've had injuries, and they've came back. And there's nothing like experience, and that will help them all this year. But I always think I can have beat on in there, not as a starter, Roger, not as a starter, but having them in and around the place, I think that would be a help. And if you're somebody like Lila Abada coming from Israel and you've got somebody from your own country, family man who takes you under his wing, that was invaluable for him last year. Yeah. There's been players in the past, Stan Petrov comes to mind, where you're completely lost. You know, new country, different language, different culture, different thing. And Beethoven is literally one of the reasons that Abada had such a good season last season. So hopefully, again, hopefully he's mentally tough enough to see that. Because that's the bit we don't see. We don't yeah. see the mental bit. The players, I always remember the comment a Yeti made in that first season that he was living in a hotel and going to train and back to the hotel, and that was that. Mm-hmm. You know, and as, as fans, you never see that. You always think these guys are getting paid X thousand pounds a week, they should be up for everything. But from a mental point of view, it's tough. But hopefully, the bad is mentally tough that he's a, another good season. But you'll need, you'll need game time to kind of show that. So let's see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I really hope he does have that good season, second season, because um, like you, I don't think he would be in my starting 11 necessarily, but I don't think his uh, contribution last season can be underestimated, as we said. Not at um, all, yep. Ian Matheson says, great to see Jim back. Totally agree with Yakimakis-Kyogo combo. Yakimakis is great at holding the team up. Uh, Kyogo, the team didn't find Kyogo's runs enough. Yakimakis laying off the ball to Kyogo makes sense to me. And um, Tom Hunter brings up an interesting point, says, we're crying out for a defensive midfielder. Aberdeen caught us in the break a couple of times. It's it's one that I've seen a lot of people say, um, and we've had debate on the podcast a few times about, you know, which of our current midfielders could fulfil the role. But do you see defensive midfield as a particular weak spot for us? Something we need to look at um, filling, especially for Europe, probably. Well, for Europe, definitely, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think the Champions League might be a bit of a challenge this season. I think there's going to be a few games behind the couch uh, <laughs> this season uh, because I think we're obviously we're good enough for the SPFL. I think we're yeah, more than good enough for the SPFL in terms of defensively. That's, uh, and, that's, and that's defensive midfield or defensive at the back. But uh, 
For Europe, yeah, definitely. Uh, so who do you leave out then when you start doing that? Do you push Callum McGregor further forward? Do you, because Callum McGregor is a kind of metronome in the team, I suppose. He keeps everything kind of moving. So, mm. so do you push him further up and you bring in this uh, Victor Wanyama type of player that's you know there to kind of destroy things and break things up and do whatever? We don't need that in the SPFL. You know, we, we mm-hmm. go forward all the time. But for Europe, yeah, definitely. Uh, and again, because we've got such a, a big squad now, a good squad now, you, that, you then start saying, who do you leave out? So you bring in defensive midfield player guy, you push McGregor up, you leave out Hitati, you leave out Riley, all these other guys, you can't even get a game. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's it's a it's a good thing to have in terms of who do you leave out because this time last season, who do you put in? You know, so, <laughs> so, so, so it's certainly a good thing to have. Uh, what was the question again? Uh, <laughs> You've forgotten it as well. I've forgotten it as well, but um, yeah, no, about the defensive midfielder. But I'll, I'll. John Sweeney says this as well. Just because you brought it up about the guys who can't even get a game, Ayeti, Julian, and McCarthy need to go before the window closes, and we need to bring two in. Are you surprised? Be a challenge, yeah. Are you surprised, given you know it's been a while since you've been on the pod that you you're coming back on today, and those three are still Celtic players at this point. I think from a fan's point of view, it's dead easy to say get rid of them, get rid of these guys. But I'd, I'd imagine those three are some of the highest paid players at the club. So unless mm-hmm. somebody else is willing to pay the money, then it's very difficult uh, to get off the wage bill. Uh, it depends how ambitious they are. I mean, one imagines that of the three of them, James McCarthy's a pretty rich guy and, you know, so money shouldn't be a kind of barrier to him going to just a matter of finding somebody. Uh, Julian... Who knows? I mean, Julian sounds like quite a, quite a complex character. Mm. A Yeti is a bit of a shame because there was, was a game where was it, was it was Ross County scored a couple of goals. Yeah. You know, I mean, he scored those goals. You thought, well, maybe maybe there's a future for him. But when when you get Hugo in the team and Yakimakis in the team, and he's, he's, I think he's miles off it. And he's obviously a player. I mean, you don't get to their level, all three of these guys, without being good players. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, again, unless you've got a run in the team, you know, I think you'd be wary of bringing back Julian in that back too because he's not played in how long? Is it Eighteen yeah. months or something ridiculous like that. You know, so something like that. It was the it was December of was it December of twenty twenty? Get injured. December, I, December twenty. You're right. So if you're if you're a team, do you do you take a chance in Julian? Uh, are you willing to pay him big wages? Are you willing to pay a big transfer fee? That's why it's difficult to get rid of him. So uh, a yeti, you know. How old is a Yeti? Can't be that old. I don't know off the top of my head. Let me just check this out because before we start going on about it, I think I think he's one of these guys. He's not. Yeah, he's not as old as you would think. Um, Just like me, actually, not as old as you think. Uh, So uh, (laughs) he's obviously a player. He scored goals at the highest level. So there's something there. And again, maybe if he gets a run in the team, maybe if there's an injury crisis and Kyogo and Yakimaki's around, he gets a run in the team and he scores some goals. All of a sudden. We've got, we've got, we've got, we've got a player there. Yes, they have to be moved on, but that's kind of easier said than done, I think. And I think we've got a squad that is about bit thirty we have now. Yeah, something like that kind of that kind of region. I find that fascinating in terms of how you how you kind of balance that. How many how many defenders you need, midfield players, how many utility type players, and people who can play two positions. And that was the thing about the left back we bought. You think, mm-hmm. or left wing back? Well, that's what he plays. Whereas, you know, if we'd have bought maybe a a bigger left back. I'm not saying Calvin Bassey, but somebody like a kind of Calvin, a big unit who could play 
left side of the defence or in the centre, then you've got that utility. That's you get two for one type of thing. Mm-hmm. Sort of. So, mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, the three of them, uh, be great to move them on, release a lot of wages, would give the big chap some more money to bring another player in uh, but I think we've done really well so far in terms of what we've spent and you have to balance the books at the end of the day uh, and with the Champions League money coming I know this is off a big tangent now don't be greedy Celtic in terms of that season uh, in yeah. terms of that three match package do not be greedy uh, sounds like a woman, a woman. <laughs> don't be greedy uh, so but uh, need to move them on easier said than done and hopefully we can but there has to be a willingness uh for them to go and for someone else to want to to, to want to buy them. So mm. again, that's out with their control. Easier said than done. And again, even even when you want to buy players, we should buy him. Well, again, you see you see factions involved. They want to come and the team want to sell them. So that's that's the kind of complex nature of football. Yeah, but I think we've uh, done really well transfer market wise. I think we've done really well so far. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see how Morrisiens fits in because he has uh, well, I mean. Um, I look up at most of the defenders in terms of height anyway, but he did seem like a pretty tall individual when I was in Which the is room good. with him a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Well, you were sitting in the room with him, why? I was, What's yeah. this about? What's this I about? Was, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard, because I, I have not told many people, but yeah, I was at his press conference, whatever. Yeah. Oh, in a professional <laughs> capacity. All right. Again, yes, no, sorry. Yes, yes. Just, I was sitting in the room with Morris Dent. I thought, why? That's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I said earlier, I think we're quite a small team, and I think... Uh, we don't offer enough up front. Good to see him get a goal from a corner last week. That was that was unusual. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we need more, you know, more kind of a more threat at set pieces. And certainly, if big chap plays, and he'll he'll give us that because we certainly need to score more goals from from set pieces. And and I was going to say defense set pieces better, but we actually defend set pieces pretty well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that's good. So yeah, so Yen's working this again until the guys played. You know, six or seven games. I mean, you can't really judge the guy in you know a couple of meaningless games or what he's, how, however many games he's played so far. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Anyway, Ayeti for the record is twenty five. He was twenty five in no, February, so twenty four. So uh, yeah, still got a good few years. Uh, hopefully, at the top of the game for him. Whether it's at Celtic or not remains to be seen. But I, I doubt. Also it. depends what these guys' minds are. At. I mean, if you're Ayeti, mm. I mean, what do you want to do? I mean, chances are he's made enough money that he's secure for life. So mm. what's your next move? Do you want to get back into the national team? Do you want to achieve your potential? Or are you happy just to take a wage packet? And, 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 so you, we've got no idea how how the minds of a football player works. You know, particularly at that level, getting silly money. I mean, it's, it's silly money these guys are getting. Yeah. Silly money. Anyway, that's my rant over today. 
Speaking speaking of silly money, and before we go on to looking at the Ross County game ahead of tomorrow, um, some of the rumored prices for these Champions League packages for people who are spending upwards of six hundred pounds for their season tickets. I mean, the the figures are eye-watering for the extra package that I've seen going around. Obviously, it's not been confirmed by Celtic. What have you seen? And I, and I seen? well, well, you know, I've seen, you know, average of you know eighty pounds a game for the no, three no, home no, games no, and that no, kind of no, thing. No, 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 it can't be that. It can't be that. So um, forty quid a game, three games, one hundred twenty quid. That's the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. Anything more than that, they're taking the mickey, basically. Do you think Champions it'll be dictated? Do you think it'll be dictated by the draw? Do you think they'll 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 wait and see the draw before they decide? You know, if we end up in that'd be scandalous. If we do that, that'd be scandalous. Basically, you've got fifty four thousand season ticket holders. The vast majority of them are on the home cup ticket scheme, so that'll be automatically charged to them. If they're seeing if we draw Real Madrid, we're going to make it more expensive. I think that's scandalous. Mm. I think forty pound a game is reasonable at any stage. At the current stage with energy crisis and everything else that's going on, cost of living, I, I think you're, you're taking a mickey if you're charging more than 40 quid for a game. Uh, I think that's an insult to the supporters. So so £120, if you're listening, <laughs> Michael Nicholson, <laughs> that's the number. If you go more than that, I mean, you said 80 quid a game, that, that's just... That, that's not going to happen. Eight quid, yeah, two hundred forty quid. That's not I mean, I mean, that's 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 not founded on anything concrete. That is just a figure I've seen being banded about, and the fact that people would even think that might be a possibility was was. One would like to think that the club are taking soundings for this, that they're speaking to supporters groups. Hopefully, they're doing something like that. Hopefully, they're doing something like that. And the answer to that would be not too high. You know, maybe if if we got to the quarterfinals or something like that, you say, all right. Fair enough, right? Fifty quid a game, something like that. But you know, after the support that the club had last season, uh, they've sold out season tickets again. They're in the Champions League, getting big money. And I know you've got to balance the books, and I know they've, they've spent a lot of money this uh, this summer. But I think you're taking advantage of the fans if you charge them silly money for a season ticket package because you know, there's people there going with kids. You know, maybe mm. you can have, you know. Husband, wife, a couple of kids going to the games, you know, and there's that campaign. It always kind of suffices down the game. Twenty is plenty. Twenty mm-hmm. is plenty. I think for any football match, twenty is. But we compare it to other things in life. I'm going to the theatre tomorrow night. It's thirteen pound. Admittedly, it's the cheap seats. <laughs> uh, thirteen pound. You want to see a, a musical play? Uh, it's been in the West End of London. Thirteen pound. You know. Mm. You know. Uh, and if they're going to charge 40 quid, or, or, or let's say it's 50 quid, to go and see his play Ferenc Varos or something like that, uh, it's just out of kilter, basically. And I hope they're taking soundings. I hope he's... When you listen to people like Kevin Graham, he'll talk about he's been on these supporters for years and they don't listen. They don't listen. And they particularly don't listen when things are good. Things are good just now. Mm. I hope they are listening. I hope they are taking soundings. And I hope they pitch it as something reasonable. And for me, if if twenty is plenty, then forties, you know, for a European game, I think that's enough. I yeah. think that's enough, you know. So, and I just think uh, it used to be the people's game. It used to be the people's game. Uh, it's not anymore. And without sounding like this, <laughs> it's, it's old. Uh, those were the days, guys. But players are getting three hundred grand a week, four hundred grand a week. 
the whole thing's just just completely utterly bonkers. So the fans are Celtic. Yeah. The fans are Celtic. So don't take advantage of them like that. Picture it as something reasonable. Give something back. You know, I get it that there's no Champions League qualifiers, therefore they'd have made a bit of money through that. And therefore they're not really losing that, but there's maybe an opportunity to make some money they haven't haven't done. But don't take advantage of the fans. That's my that's my plea to the yeah. to the Celtic. I mean the, the from a business point of view as well, they'll they'll make all that back and more just from being in the, the group stages, which they haven't been for five years at this point yeah. now anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I think yeah the fans are Celtic, don't take advantage of them. End of yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair, and that's before you even factor in souvenirs for the kids or food and drink or whatever you want to. You've only got to look at last people. week. People were posting that in social media how much the prices have went up. Mm. How kind of scandalous it is to you know a pie at Celtic Park now, a cold drink now, stuff like that, kind of pizza that's falling apart, sort of thing. So I think there's a whole customer service type of thing that has to be better. Uh, mm. I tend not to to buy food and drink when I'm at Celtic Park, but obviously people do with that are unhappy you're, you're taking kids to the game kids want something to eat kids want something to drink it's an expensive day out you mm. know and it'd be great to take kids along to a Champions League match under the lights when the, the spotlight goes on the huddle and, and the Champions League music and daddy 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 and yet they'll spend the money on the pizzas and the pies and that stuff but they, they don't charge them silly money in terms of a match ticket don't yeah. don't do that you've been warned don't do that <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, I'll Tony Haggerty out to see you. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, speaking of uh, match tickets and matches, we'll close out the show today talking a little bit about the Ross County game tomorrow. It's an away trip to Dingwall for us uh, reasonably early in the season. Never an easy place to go for us. How do you see it panning out, Jim? Uh, I thought they were unlucky last week against Hearts from what, mm. I, from what I've seen. Uh, they did remarkably well last season. So whoever you think of Malky Mackay, he's obviously done a really good job. Mm-hmm. Up there, they lost their top scorer, but brought in a couple of pretty handy players. Uh, I talked to Ellie about dropping sloppy points. You wouldn't expect to drop points against Ross County away. Uh, that would be bad if we were to drop points. But I think it'll be a good game. Uh, it's just a shame we can't see it. Uh, yeah. Again, that's kind of scandalous. I think we'll win. I mean, uh, but I think it'll be a good game, tough game, maybe some 3 1, something like that. I'd like to see Yakimakis back. Uh, mm-hmm. They've a big physical team. Uh, I think. Uh, He'd be good to have tomorrow. Uh, I wouldn't venture too far from the team last week. Maybe Yakimakis for Kyogo. Maybe let's see Forrest back for Maeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just, if you're putting a big chap up front, you need good quality crosses. And I think, okay, James is kind of... Didn't have a great season last season out through injury, but there's a... The guy's a legend. You know, the guy's mm-hmm. a great player. He can beat a man, he can cross, and that's what we need from both flanks. Yota can do that all day long. We need somebody on the other side. Maeda's got lots of really good qualities, but... I don't think it's much of a crossover ball, you know. Uh, so, Forrest for uh, Maeda, Yakimakis for Kyogo. The rest of the team kind of picks itself. I think. Oh, no, no, sorry, Ralston for Juranovic. I think that's kind of Ralston's game. And go back to the scene of the crime, where, uh, <laughs> where one of the highlights of last season, obviously. So, I'm sure Tony would enjoy playing there. And uh, again, it'll be, it's going to be a physical game up there, so... Maybe Tony gives a bit more physicality than uh, Juranovic. So, yeah, that's that's my changes for tomorrow. Uh, no doubt Andrew will be listening and, and not do that. And, uh, <laughs> and I think we'll, we'll have to keep winning. I mean, just you need to win up to the Glasgow Derby, basically keep the momentum going. And if we win that game, that puts a wee bit of daylight in front of it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I never get too excited in a season until we've maybe done the first quarter of the games and then we kind of see where we sit 
then, you know, the bits last season, fans were losing the plot. And I remember the Yakimaki missing the penalty against Livingston. Well, of course, mm-hmm. that's terrible. Let's, let's wait and see how things pan out. So yeah. uh, we need to start the big man because, as I said, I think he needs a start and that's an ideal game for him. And, uh, yeah, that will win. Yourself? I am. Um, I'm. Ross County has become one of these weird things, especially away from home. Although they've they've scalped us at home as well uh, a couple of times. I remember us going out of the cup a few years ago with Callum McGregor at left back um, against them. I I think they're a bit of a bogey team for us. But if we're a bit more clinical and a bit more ruthless with our chance taking, as long as we play the same as we did last week, I think we're probably probably safe. We just need to make sure the chances we create are ones we actually put away. And hopefully with Yakimakis being in for Kyogo, I would agree that would be a change I would make to to hopefully make sure that happens. Um, yeah, I think we look at both teams, the respective resources, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it should be no contest. I think that's why I asked when Malcolm McKay was a bit sucky when Tony scored the winner, when all the fans went mad and he said, oh, he made some sort of comment. It's like, you know, they're, they're all going mad and it's just, it's just Ross County type thing. So, we shouldn't be dropping points up there again. As I said earlier in the in the, in, in the podcast, our main rivals were sloppy up there. That mm. cost them. So, whichever team is the least sloppiest will win the league. So let, let's let's not be sloppy tomorrow. That'll be that'll, that'll be Angie's words when you go there. Let's not be sloppy today, guys. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's that's uh, it's got a bit more of a ring to it than we never stop. Let's not be sloppy. That's I'll get that in a t-shirt. Yeah, let's not be sloppy because <laughs> <laughs> that could actually apply to loads of different things. Lots of non-football things. Let's, let's not be sloppy, people. You know, let's not spill your dinner down your t-shirt. Let's not be. Indeed, not indeed. Be uh, we'll see how sloppy we are tomorrow uh, with the live match coverage, Jim. Uh, you will no doubt be maintaining your, your dignity and not appearing on that, I'm sure. <laughs> You've warned me previously about my... Um... Oh, never do that, never do that. <laughs> so, what are you going to do then? What are you going to watch? Oh, I've no idea. No idea. I'll probably the, the ironic thing is we'll be doing the live match coverage and then probably going off here to listen to it on the radio or something, I don't know. Aye. But... Aye. Um, but it'll be interesting mm. anyway. Um, thank anyway, you very- opportunity lost with that pay per view. You know, you know, three hundred grand going. Nobody wants that. Listen, we were t- we were talking about that in the in the group chat. Obviously, for for multiple reasons, there's members of the the Axon team who don't have season tickets, and both myself and Jared said we would willingly pay for some sort of media season ticket to get exclusive access to the games and the and interviews and extra documentaries and whatever and to me that's money sitting there waiting to be made but the club don't seem mm-hmm. to be interested in investing in that yeah bizarre bizarre yeah, there's, there's money out there there's a, there's a, there's a fanatical support uh, say what you like about Scottish football people go and watch it and mm. to deny them that, I just think it's just again, Sky need to you know take a long hard look at themselves. But we signed the contract. That was your that was your new Doncasters of this world where BT were you know you a fantastic service. BT loved Scottish football. Sky yeah. are bothered, and we're left with Sky and they can't be bothered. So this won't be the first time I think this season we end up in a situation where you can't see a game and there's a massive demand for it and people are willing to pay. It's it's, it's totally and utterly bizarre and no other form a business would you say you've got a captive audience there's a massive demand for it you can make 300 grand if you do a couple of simple things no we're not going to bother mm. you're thinking bizarre totally utterly bizarre anyways if last you, rant want, over for today if you want us to do it Celtic get in touch and we'll, we can string something together I'm sure 
maybe not quite the quality that you would be looking for from a broadcast, but we can do our best. Um, Absolutely. Jim, thank you for joining me today. It's great to have you back. Thanks, everybody, in the comments for joining me. Um, it's good to be back in the swing of things, back in the football season, and let's see what happens tomorrow. Catch you all very, very soon. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.